You are the fastest growing <laughs> Baptist body in North America. Elijah Brown, right. the BWA General Secretary, has done the statistics, and you are the fastest growing <laughs> nomination. So what's your secret to success, I guess? Why would all, the, all the other Baptists in North America want to know? Sufferings. <laughs> <laughs> Sufferings and revival. <laughs> Sufferings and revival. All right. We like the revival part. Uh, yes. <laughs> and suffering gives transformation and then revival. Welcome to Baptist Without an Adjective, a podcast of Word and Way. I'm your host, Word and Way editor and president, Brian Kaler. On this program, we'll hear from Baptists from across the denominational, ethnic, national, and ideological lines that too often divide us. At Word and Way, we've been informing and inspiring Baptists since 1896. Learn more about us at wordandway.org. This episode is sponsored in part by the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. The Cooperative Baptist Fellowship is a network of people and churches working together to spread the hope of Christ. For more than 25 years, CBF has been driven by its mission to serve Christians and churches as they discover and fulfill their God-given mission. Join the fellowship at work in long-term global missions in more than 25 countries. Join them too as they strive to form healthy congregations and support the ministers that serve them. Put your faith to action. Visit cbf.net to get connected. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation with Pao Khan Kai. He's the General Secretary of the Zomi Baptist Churches of America. Now, if you don't know who the Zomi Baptists are, that's okay. I didn't know until a couple of years ago either. And it's because I've gotten to know Pao that I now know about the Zomi Baptists. We've gotten to know each other at meetings of the Baptist World Alliance and the North American Baptist Fellowship. And so he's going to explain who the Zomi are. And they are an ethnic group, primarily from Myanmar and countries in that region. Now there are many of them, including many Zomi Baptists, here in the United States. And they are a growing group. They're doing some really great work here in the U.S. and still in Myanmar. And so I'm excited to have him on the program to help us to learn more about the Zomi Baptists. We had a chance to sit down together last month when we were at a meeting of the North American Baptist Fellowship, Falls Church, Virginia. I hope you find this conversation to be to be really informative and inspiring as we learn about another part of our Baptist family, a part that hasn't received a lot of attention and that most of us don't even know exists. So here's my conversation with Pao Khan Kai of the Zomi Baptist Churches of America. First of all, thanks for joining us on the program. Thank you so much. Um, it is my privilege. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about some of your ministry roles with local church and with the Zomi Baptist Convention of America that you lead. But I think we probably need to, for our listeners, kind of back up and first explain, what is a Zomi? What is, who, who are the Zomi people? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Zomi is one of the ethnic groups in Myanmar. And though we are not recognized by the government as a Zomi, but our forefathers, they said that they are Zomi. So we want to prefer that we are Zomi, but the government recognizes as a Chin or other other names, but we call ourselves Zomi. Yeah, and I think you know some Baptists in the United States, particularly American Baptists, that have been involved with Myanmar historically. Mm-hmm. You know, might be familiar with the Karen people and yes. some of the others from Myanmar that have come as immigrants and refugees. And so the Zomi is another group of people yes. there in Myanmar and some in India. Is that yes, right? Zomi is. We some are living in Myanmar, some are living in India. Yes, and but so here, the, here in, in in America. Yeah, now exactly. So now there are some living in the United States that have come over the last few decades as as yes. immigrants and mm-hmm. refugees. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and so there are then. So then we have the Zomi Baptist, and so there's yes. the Zomi Baptist of America that yes. that you are the general secretary mm-hmm. of, uh, and so. This is a group of what is it about thirty six Baptist right, churches? Right now it's forty four. Forty four. You've grown. Uh, forty four churches. Okay, your website says thirty six. So yes, I, I, I saw yesterday that the real is forty four. Great, and so those are those are kind of spread out across the United States. Some right, right. Uh, we are living in uh, twenty five stages and thirty nine cities and forty four local churches, and we. Uh, right now, 51 local pastors. So uh, tell us a little bit about a Zomi Baptist church. And I know they're, they're all probably a little bit different, but what for Zomi Baptist in the United States, what is what does church life look like? What does life look like? Almost all are immigrants and refugees. So the church is growing and they face different kinds of uh, strugglings, language uh, strugglings, and other kinds of challenges, but uh, spiritually, uh, we are growing very much. And because most of us are far from our father and mother and country and all, but we know that this is the, the new place that God has set for us, the new Canaan, the land of Canaan here. So we are very much excited and uh, joy. So, yeah. And in addition to leading the convention, you also pastor yes. one of these churches in Louisville. In Louisville. So I wonder if you tell us about your, your local ministry. And of course, and we also need to mention, you also pastor a church in Myanmar, yes. which is, uh, you know, the other side of the world. And so I'm curious on, on how you manage both of those. But I wonder if you could tell us about your congregations that, that you have been leading. The church in Myanmar is located in Kalimil. And we established that church in 2002, 172 members. But now got increased up to 1,400 members now. And I have another, some pastors who are assisting with me. And here in Louisville, we established our church in 2014 and with uh, 26 members, but now got increased up to 123 members now. And it's really growing. And yeah, that's wonderful. I really enjoy pastoring here in the U.S. and in Myanmar also because all are very much, they are very very much interested in God's word. And also they want to do missions for Myanmar also and here also. So our prayer is that we are here in the U.S. We want to be a blessing for U.S. And also we want to be a blessing for Myanmar also, our people in, our, our people living in Myanmar. And, and there is a Zoe Baptist Convention of Myanmar. Yes. And in fact, it's the newest member body of the Baptist right. Alliance from the summer. That right. You were there to celebrate with them as they joined. And so you all are connected in, in many ways now also in the, the global Baptist family. Yes. Uh, before I came here, I was the president in that convention for three years and also associate general secretary for six years. And, and also that convention is established in uh, 1995 not any other purpose, but because of for the mission purpose in Myanmar. So the Lord established that convention and he, they became a new member in BWA now. So we are very much happy. And it is our prayer that we can just work together from Myanmar and US for the glory of God. So you travel, of course, back to Myanmar yes. every year, a couple of times. You're, you're getting ready to go back. I wonder if you talk about that 
What what are those trips like for you as you're heading back to the church there? Not only just preaching the church there, I have a medical ministry in Myanmar. The Lord gave me a new vision in 2008 to to give a spiritual and physical healing for Myanmar. So I began that ministry in 2008. I call Zosiam Gospel and Medical Ministry for Myanmar. So we started that ministry in 2009 and 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Uh, this would be the, the, the 11th medical trip for Myanmar. So by God's grace, we could give special treatment to 29,000 patients in Myanmar in remote areas. And I have uh, 17 medical doctors, volunteer doctors, and seven nurses who are completely volunteer for the Lord. And that was a wonderful ministry for Myanmar. Very exciting. We'll be right back with the rest of this interview. But first, I need to let you know that this episode is also sponsored in part by Heartland Advocacy in Action, a three-day event coming in February to help you become a more effective advocate with state and local government. It will be held at First Baptist Church in Jefferson City, Missouri, February 8 to 10, 2020. It's a partnership event between CBF Global, CBF Heartland, ChurchNet, and Word and Way. The event will include practical training on how you can become a more effective advocate at both the local and state levels. And we'll be focusing a lot on issues like payday lending and church-state separation. It only costs $50, and that registration fee includes a copy of David Gushy's book, Moral Leadership for a Divided Age. Learn more at tinyurl.com slash heartlandadvocacy. And then join us February 8 to 10 at First Baptist Church in Jefferson City, Missouri. That's tinyurl.com slash heartlandadvocacy. And now back to our conversation. Well, I want to back up the story a little bit. We've been talking about what you're doing today and all the ministry that you're involved in, but I want to know a little bit about, about the person behind the ministry, and that's you. And so what's your story? Okay, thank you. My father is the first converted Christian in Taolang village. And my mother was one of the first converted Christian in Songsang village. And my mother was sent out by her father because of her faith in Jesus. And my grandfather was an enemy's priest, which we can call that that Buddhist, like Buddhist priest. And because of her acceptance in Jesus, the father was sent out from home. And when I was a childhood, when I was uh, 12 years old, I accepted Jesus in my life because of the teaching of my father and mother. And yeah, my father and mother, both of them are uh, very good Christian. And, and also when my mother died in 1983, the Lord touched my heart that you should preach the good news on your mother's funeral service. And I preached the good news and I saw there are more than 30 unbelievers came to Jesus, accepted Jesus on the service. So that was a wonderful testimony in my life. And also because of the preaching of the gospel, I was arrested in Kalemio in 2009. And yeah, that's difficult in that time, but that was a good experience in my life again. And now I have a freedom to preach now. I have no problem now. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and at some point you end up in the United States. Uh, yes, we came here as a family, whole family here in 2014 and to study here in a certain seminary here. And I'm, I'm still studying. Yeah, we are really enjoy my, I have four children here. My daughter is studying at the University of Louisville in engineering for third year. And my son is second year. And uh, my daughter, the third one is 11th grade. And the last one is seventh grade. My wife also helping me in the church. And she is a women director in the church right now. What's that transition been like for your family from Myanmar to the United States? It's a pretty different. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different. It's different, but uh, everything here we learn, everything that is new and uh, we have a new beginning and a new ministry here. And, but we understand that this is God's plan. So everything is smooth. You know, Myanmar is one of those countries that I think that a lot in the United States, a lot of people, we don't, we don't know a lot about. It seems it's distant. Mm -hmm. It's uh, mysterious. It was closed mm -hmm. off uh, in many, in many ways you mentioned you were arrested. And so, you know, what, what do we need to know about Myanmar that we probably don't know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Myanmar is controlled by military government for the last 60 years. And uh, the, uh, we were isolated from the, the world for uh, 60 years. But uh, after 2010, the Lord opened the door for the gospel and the government was changed from uh, military government to democracy. So we are now processing to the, the democracy now, but not real democracy, but uh, it's different with other, uh, the, the, part, the previous one. And we are so much before we can, we, we cannot uh, even uh, rebuild the church building. If we have an uh, other foreign foreigners to come to the church, then after service, the men of intelligence, they will call us and they will ask everything, whatever they said in the church. And I faced many times that problem. And, uh, but I, I said that one day, one day caught me. They told me that, Pastor, you should not preach about Jesus here in this area. Then I said, I'm not preaching about you. I'm preaching about my Lord Jesus. So I cannot stop. They said, then you will be in trouble. Then I said, I'm, I'm ready to face all these problems. So like this, um, but now we have a freedom. We have a freedom. We have freedom, but not complete. But we have some kind of uh, limitation. For Baptist United States, there's been a long connection, obviously, with Myanmar, mm -hmm. which was previously known as Burma, mm -hmm. are the first U.S. missionaries that were sent out by what is now American Baptist Churches USA, the Judsons, the, the, uh, did, did the, their ministry and, uh, and life there in, in Burma. Mm -hmm. and so there's been these historic connections between right. Baptist United States and, and Myanmar. And I wonder... How much of that residue or how much of the fruits of that effort mm -hmm. do, do you all still see today? Yes. Yeah. Abdul Ram Jason came to Myanmar in 1813. And that's, that was in, in Zhangkong. And that now we are more than one boy, I think almost 2 million Christians in Myanmar. So that's the first. And... 
in, in our community, in Azomi community, we have seven couples missionaries from America. And even Joseph Herbert Cook from Second Baptist Church of Zamantong in Philadelphia. He came to our community in 1910. He just invented our literature. Before we have language, no literature. But Joseph Herbert Cook came as a missionary to our community. He just invented our literature. The written language. Uh, the written yeah. language. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> so now you all can have a Bible. Yeah, now we can have a Bible. <laughs> That's wonderful. Mm. Thanks so much for sharing about Zomis and Myanmar and, mm. and a, opening up to us a, a world of Baptists that many of us haven't known about and that I've only learned about the last couple of years, mm -hmm. getting to meet you and hear from you at meetings in the North American Baptist Fellowship and the Baptist World Alliance. It's exciting to have you all here and to hear the stories. You know, you, you all are, are growing. Mm -hmm. You're the you are the fastest growing <laughs> Baptist body in North America. Elijah Brown, right. the BWA General Secretary, has done the statistics, and you are the fastest growing <laughs> nomination. So what's your secret to success, I guess? <laughs> what all, the, all the other Baptists in North America want to know. Sufferings. <laughs> <laughs> Sufferings and revival. <laughs> Sufferings and revival. All right. We like the revival part. Uh, yes. <laughs> and suffering gives transformation and then revival. And we here we understand that we have no other father or uh, mother to whom we can approach uh, our share of burden, but we have Jesus. So that suffering gives the revival and transformation and growth. <laughs> Very good. Well, uh, that seems like a good note to end on. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for all the work that you're doing. Thank it's you. been a joy Thank to get to so know much. you. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Baptist Without an Adjective. You can learn more about the Zomi Baptist Churches of America at zbcausa.org. As always, you can find us at wordandway.org. Don't forget to check out our sponsoring partners for this week's episode, the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship at cbf.net, and the Heartland Advocacy Conference at tinyurl.com slash heartlandadvocacy. If you've enjoyed this episode, I hope you will share it with your friends on Facebook and head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform to write a positive review. It really will help more people to find the show. You can find easy-to-share links at podcast.wordandway.org. If you'd like to give to support this program, we greatly appreciate it. But all you have to do at wordandway.org is hit the donate button, and whatever you give there will help support the production of this podcast, our website, and our monthly magazine. And speaking of our magazine, if you're not a subscriber, you're missing out on even more Baptist news and information that you're going to want to see. You can subscribe right there at wordandway.org. If you have any comments or feedback, you can send them to me at bkaler at wordandway.org. Thanks for listening.